Ladies Talking Leafs, and welcome to the show. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And wow, time has flown by, for me anyways, I think, for the, from our last episode. And as always, we have a lot to get into with the Leafs. Um, first of all, the NHL standings are so tight right now, and the Leafs right now sit third in the Atlantic, only a point ahead of the Lightning with three games in hand. Um, and of course, we've got to win those games in hand. Um, yeah, but there's also less than 30 games left in the NHL season and bet online is your number one source for all your NHL wagering needs. Bet online is also your source for basketball wagering, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to date minute odds, stats and trends, you can follow your favorite team's paths to the playoffs and in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use your promo code Believe that's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know needs support or advice, please reach out to Connex Ontario or an organization near you. Remember to place your limits and stay within it. Okay, starting off the show today, um, I had to do this. There were some fun posts on, I guess we call them posts now on X rather than tweets. Um, And I couldn't resist not mentioning these few because they just made me laugh. Um, Most of them came from last last night. We're recording this on Sunday. Um, But the first one I had was from Carlton the Bear. And... um, he had Carlton's Cap Shack for $5. Um, business is booming in the Cap Shack. And we all know that, or Lee fans know that with all the uh, hat tricks that have been going on this this week. So, yeah. And, um, what and did you uh, also posted after last night's game, uh, Damian Cox, who's who's been trolling people pretty much since that Ottawa <laughs> game. Um, he said, uh, yes, sir, Ridley Grieg. Sure wrecked the Leafs season, right? (laughs) And that's, I guess, in reference to the fact that um, things have been going pretty well in the goal-scoring game since Morgan Riley's uh, suspension. So, um, yeah, Yeah, looking looking okay right now, basically weathering the storm so far, it seems. And the Sens aren't doing too well, but no, who, who cares about that? (laughs) <laughs> All right, and then another one we had, um, I guess the handle is at the Oak Leafs. He has a photo of Matthews putting on the jer- the Leafs jersey at the draft. And, um, and he said, seriously, though, as happy as we were at that time, we had no effing clue. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it just caught me funny as you see the youthful face of Austin Matthews at that time putting the Leafs jersey on after getting picked first overall in the 2016 draft. and. Yeah, we really had no clue. Like that is so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody could have even imagined what he would be doing now. So yeah. Anyway, sticking with social media, we want to thank our followers on Facebook, on our Facebook page, as we hit a thousand followers uh, over there. So thank you so much. Um, <laughs> we, we, can't believe we've hit a, hit a thousand. So yeah. that's that's really great, and we love the interaction that we have there with um, the people that visit yes. our page. Yeah, we have so, the most interaction on that Facebook page. Absolutely. So kudos mm-hmm. to them, all of our followers there, and um, and yeah, they're the 
it's the first um, out of our social media. That's the first one where we've hit the 1000. So thank exactly. you. So thank you so much. And be sure to hit the follow button wherever you listen to our show. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and you won't miss any episodes along with being able to see um, our videos and other Ladies Talking Leafs highlights. So now it's time to get into the show and we're back to our regular programming with the good, the bad and the ugly. And then we're going to hit the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And for our third period segment, we're going to have a little bit of fun as we are less than three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. So we're going to chat about a couple of trade options that we've heard the Leafs might be connected to. And we're also going to go back in time a little bit to revisit a few or a couple of the past uh, past, uh, Leafs trade deadline deals that um, we thought were interesting to, um, to revisit. And anyway, so without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right, so the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, we've missed this one for a bit, this segment. So starting off with the good. Uh, so my good is Jake McCabe. That guy's just a warrior right now. He's He didn't, I guess, to start the season, into the middle of the season, he, has, he, he was good, but he wasn't that great. Ever since Simon Benoit there, that pairing, I think he's really upped his game. And now with Morgan Riley out the past few games, he, he's really ramped it up a notch but I mean the guy is like a warrior and you could see that in his face now since he got that lovely um, inter- well it was called interference by Mason Marchment of Dallas in the game uh, last uh, couple weeks ago and he where he basically just put his stick into his face and so he has that nice um, cut on his nose there but his game though it's just been um, I guess like he's got 41 hits in his last 10 games. He has 41 hits, uh, 20 block shots. And in three of the past five games, he's played over 20 minutes a night. So he's really making a difference um, for me. And just his, he's kind of like a, they say like he's a glue guy in the dressing room too. He's very, he's very vocal and he's vocal on the bench and he all the missed calls and everything like he's he's telling the refs off basically and that's the kind of guy I like I like that kind of player where he's sticking up for his teammates and for the refs when they're uh when they're not making the calls which has been he's almost like becoming like bunting in a way like we're with the calls not being called against him <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I, don't, I don't know if really you can compare that. him to bunting but <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else said that on on uh, on X, but um, but yeah, no, I. But do you know who are out of all these stats that I was just said? Do you know who our leader in block shots is right now? Austin? Through, no, no. <laughs> I was actually surprised because he's not playing that great. Uh, T.J. Brody. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the ice a lot. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's uh, but um, but yeah, I was kind of I was kind of surprised. But yeah, so that's that's my good Jake McCabe, and I just um, like I just want it. Hopefully, he'll continue to play this well. And um, over the past couple of weeks, he's been really good. Okay, so I can't disagree with that. So for mine, um, I'm going with Max Domi. Um, can kind of fe- I kind of feel like he is ramping up for the playoffs and somehow the closer we get to that you know time of year 
I mean, I think there's a reason why why teams have always traded for him at the deadline. And this is why. It's because the guy is starting to ramp up his game. And I expect that he's going to be really important for us in, in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's showing on the scoreboard yet what he's doing. Like in the last five games, like he really only has like three points. He's got two assists and um, one goal. But he's made some incredible plays to facilitate yeah. other goals by other people. Yeah. And um, he's ramping up the physicality. He's been really mixing it up lately. Yeah. Uh, especially in the last though, couple he games. Might be in, he might be injured, though, because unfortunately. Of that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, his dad was in in, uh, in the stands, too, yeah. last night. So yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I've just been really impressed with his energy of late. And, well, um, he's finally, Keith is finally giving him ice time, too. 100%. That yeah. So, like, that is, that's the, the biggest difference is that, his uh his time on ice you know even in the at the start of, well actually i guess against um st louis he played a fair amount he played 18 minutes that game but you know at the start of this five game stretch he was playing 11 minutes and now yeah. he's playing you know over 15 so yeah. so i think that's good and i, I mean, i'm Keith didn't have a choice obviously because of the injuries with yeah. like Nylander or Marner and then being sick being, and stuff being out but and everything yeah I think that he's going to start producing more and getting those those looks you know in in yeah. better spots so but hopefully um, too like the fact that Keith had to do that like hopefully mm -hmm. like it gives him the trust anyways now to maybe play him more yeah because um because yeah he's he's been playing well I think too and there may have been, I mean, there was a couple of times, I guess, um, what was it? Uh, as I fix my ear earpiece here <laughs> so I can hear you. Um, but a couple of times, uh, I guess he's, he's been playing with Robertson and Bertuzzi on like a third line. Um, and then he was mm -hmm. moved up as replacing Tavares on the second line too. So all that I think is really, he really showed, show, he really played well in all these opportunities that he's been given. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I I just like how I'm seeing him kind of, it just looks to me like he's just ramping it up. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. He'll yeah, be peaking at the right time, hopefully. And hopefully he won't be in. Get hurt. He, yes. he, did, he did miss practice today, but hopefully that was just like maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the bad. Um it's almost like a recording here. Um, it's basically uh, our losses against the league's bottom six teams. Like it's almost every season that this happens. So I'm not going to go on too much about this, but right now we're five, six, and three against those bottom six teams. And um, this is we're excluding last night. Yes. Or including yeah. last night. I should, yes. No. It, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, well, you know, we're may excluding not seem, the Anaheim. <laughs> yes. It may not seem fair. That we're mentioning it, you know, after yes. a game like that. But <laughs> but so that's only that, one game. That loss to the Senators really, yeah, that should not have happened. And yeah, um, that rubbed you the wrong way for sure. Yeah. And truthfully, like, what did we say last night? That that is what should happen all the yes. time. That yeah. complete, uh, like, domination from start to finish is the way yeah. it should be. Yeah, against what, these types of teams. That's what contenders do. For sure. True, true contenders. Yeah. They they beat those teams like that all the time. Yeah. And um, 
it's just, yeah, it's the, that record five, six, and three is the worst of any team in a playoff spot right now against that group. Mm-hmm. So we have the worst record that way. And it's just losing important points, right? Like if you think about it, we'd be right behind Boston, basically, like with the, um, with the, with, with the points. Um, but, uh, right now we're kind of, <laughs> we're in the third spot, which we don't know for sure that we like, but, uh, <laughs> Or if we want well, right now, card. I guess if the playoffs were to start today, we'd be playing Boston. And and honestly, I would take that matchup. I, I think that we would be, we could beat them. Oh. I think over seven games. Oh, so Florida is ahead of Boston now? Yeah, they oh, are right now. Okay. All right. Today. Yeah, to, as of today of Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Florida is yeah. the team that I, I'd like to avoid <laughs> if at all yeah. possible. But, you know, yeah. in the end, like you got to take, take what you get, right? But yeah. Yeah. But we'll yeah. see. It's always going to be always changing. We're going to be talking about this now for the next two months. That's (laughs) right. Basically. Yeah. All right. So who's your bad? So my bad, I mean, like, I don't, I don't like picking on people, but my, my bad or, you know, who's going through a disappointing stretch, let's just say is Pontus Holmberg. Um, As I was researching this a little bit today, um, you know, I, I almost forgot that he was playing on the top line with Austin (laughs) and Mitch for, you know, quite a while. And slowly, he's basically worked his way back down the lineup. And I think that says everything that you need to know. Um, He's just kind of, he's just really meh right now. And in the last five games, for example, he he's only recorded, he's got zero points. He's kind of like, you know, up around the plus, plus one, minus one range. And he's yeah. only had, only recorded three shots on net. Meanwhile, you know, his, his line mate at times, Bobby McMahon is like lighting it up and he, and you would think that he would be in on some of those points, but he's, he's not. So it's just a player who doesn't seem very engaged right now. And yeah, he's, you know, considering like, what do we talk about all the time? Like needing the secondary scoring and yes, we're getting it from McMahon, but he is not contributing really in anyway except for maybe on the defensive side and and I'm not sure that's going to be enough to keep him on this roster if he's going to continue playing well, like this. That's the thing. He's been in in and out of the lineup the past couple of games because yeah. Camp Camp came back um, right. versus the Blues, right? Mm-hmm. And although I mean we're giving David Camp sort of a pass because he was injured for a few yeah. games because yeah, he really haven't another one that's been yeah. kind of quiet. You know, missing in action or really yeah, but it's he's only noticeable. just came back, right? So that's yeah. fine. He came back versus. But the even Blues. before that, but before he that, hasn't yes. really been the David Camp that we were all lauding, you know, the la- seasons he, before this. Yeah. You know? yeah, and then he gets the contract, and then yeah. and this is what happens. <laughs> but yeah, no, which is why we'll get to in our third period segment with the trade deadline stuff. Um, it's why we're looking for somebody. Uh, as a forward like that, a defensive forward, because David Camp hasn't, I don't know, something's, something has not gone well for him this season anyways that yeah. way. But going back to Pontius I mean, Homer. That's not an abnormal thing. I mean, players sometimes play out of their minds and have career yeah. years and, and sometimes they have off years. Like stuff goes on behind the scenes that we don't know. So it just yeah. could be an off year for him. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But Holmberg, I mean, he's like, you would, because of that, like this being in and out of the lineup and let's just say Camp isn't having 
a great season. Like you would think that would push a young player like that to want to mm-hmm. play better and, and, and show some energy, but I didn't even notice that he was playing last night. No, I know. Well, that's why, like, he's just, <laughs> he's kind yeah. of invisible lately. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, I, I, that's why I say, like, I, I was reminded that, oh my God, he was like elevated <laughs> to the top line for a time. Like, what yeah, happened? That's true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, like that doesn't just happen by accident, you know, like. No, I know. Yeah. That's based on merit. And but he's just not sticking, you know. Yeah. So anyways, hopefully he, you know, has a turnaround and and goes back up the other way again. I think JT is going to be in the lineup again tomorrow versus the Blues in St. Mm -hmm. Louis. So I think Holmberg is probably going to be the one out, I would think. Um, well, based on his play, so, I mean, like, yeah. who else are you going to take out, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on now to the ugly, and we only have the one ugly, and it's well-deserving. It's the NHL Department of Player Safety um, with the whole, I mean, <laughs> the whole, Mar- I think everybody covered enough of the whole Morgan Riley situation. Yes. Um, so we're not going to dig too deep into it. It just, for me, I, I, it just makes no sense. I mean, I was just looking it up here, too. The one... The one that really kills me is when you look at comparing different actions, I guess, of players was the one Jacob Truba with the slashing penalty where he like swung his stick at the player's face on the blues, on the St. Louis blues, and he got a $5,000 fine for that. And it's like, okay, so you're telling me like Morgan Riley, because it was not during the play or however they worded it in that video that it was like after after the fact that he went and cross-checked the guy but because that was in play <laughs> that it's only worth a fine that one and not a suspension whereas Morgan Riley gets suspended I don't know I I just I and then there was other videos too going all over social media with that but I just don't understand um George Peros and for me personally, I do think he has, uh, like, from his days when Colt Nor and that fight where he got knocked out um, back in the day when you could actually do the fights and there was the enforcers in, in the league. Um, I just think he has something against from that time. He just has well, that. And I mean, and it, the per- stats stand for themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If the Leafs, like, that's why. And I think I said it on, on Twitter, X. That, yeah. you know, how can you be both the most penalized team in the league mm-hmm. with regards to suspensions and also the softest team in the league? Like, how are you, how are those both, yeah. those two things, they don't go together. So, no. you know, the fact that he has doled out the most games in his tenure to Leafs players and to Leafs players that are, are not even like... Like really the only one probably is Bunting who has like any kind of history. Right. Like anybody else has not had any record. And in fact, a couple of them are like Lady Bing candidates every year. <laughs> so including Morgan Riley. That's was, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Him and Austin yeah. Matthews. And like, Austin Matthews, yeah. They're like among the least penalized players in the league, which I guess goes to show you that anyone can snap. So there's that. Yeah. But you know, they gave Austin two games for his cross check, which to me was similar. And yeah, but five games. This is that's five games for what Morgan Riley did. I mean, that is just insane. Especially even, when there was no injury. 
as well. And, and I know that people ex, don't want to take of, that into account, but yeah, a lot of ex NHLers were saying like two to three games at the most, like players yeah. that played. I, I have league. not heard a single player, even Mark Mathot, who is like yes. a, a yeah. sense sympathizer <laughs> big time, didn't think that it warranted that. So anyway, it's, yeah. it's, it was, it was an entertaining situation. We, we, everyone was talking about it for the better part Days. of a week. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I guess the whole thing is what I feel like is like the Leafs are like the, the child of the coach. You know, when you, when your dad is your coach, <laughs> he's always going to bring the hammer down on you harder than anybody else on the team because he doesn't want to look like he's playing favorites. Right. So I kind of feel like with the Leafs always being, you know, on, on the national broadcast yeah. and in the eye of the storm all the time, all eyes are on them. It's like, and they're being made an example. His player they're, safety and is yeah. saying, well, I can't show them any benefit. Yeah. I have to, you know, make an example of them because number yeah. one, it shows the rest of the league that, oh, if I'm going to bring the hammer down on the Leafs, then, you know, we better watch ourselves. Or at least that's the, that's what should happen. But I think that's what it is kind of like to me. Like that's the, the closest analogy that I can think of is that it's like the dad who doesn't want to play favorites with his kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I guess Morgan Riley appealed the suspension to, um, so we'll see if Batman reduces it in any way. I mean, when it's is almost, that supposed to happen. I don't even know. Well, well, it, the meeting happened on Friday. Yeah. Already. Right. But I don't know when he's. But uh, now, I guess, like, he's already, like, does the game against St. Louis, because I know his yeah. hearing was that day, does that count as one of the days yeah. of his suspension? Yeah. 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 So yeah. there's already been three games. Three games. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And so then, are so they he, just going to say after tomorrow, okay, you can play on Wednesday, like, well, or whenever what, the next game is? That's, yeah. It's, uh, it's Wednesday versus Arizona. It's the back to back. So there's, he, he's hoping for that, but is um, he on the road trip with them? I don't even I, know if they've left yet. I don't know. I don't know if they've. Uh, if he, I assume he would be, or he'd have to just meet them in in Arizona if he's allowed yeah. to play, because he's definitely going to play with in Vegas, like on the Thursday night. That'll mm -hmm. be the first game back, and then yes, I think we need to give Morgan Riley. will be there too for the game when they come back home after this week long road trip versus Vegas. Morgan Riley should get the big standing ovation at Scotia. I'm Bank pretty Arena. sure he will. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna go for it. So we're gonna, I don't know. We're gonna be I, the loudest ones me, there. <laughs> if this galvanizes the team and really pulls everybody together and mm -hmm. if his absence has made them have to work on things and play differently. And if 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 this all works out to their benefit in the end I think we'll be all good with it. But yeah. anyway. All right. So that's our rant for yes. <laughs> the Department <laughs> of Player Safety. So enough talking about what we haven't liked. Um, and now it's time for what we've loved from the past couple of weeks in the Ladies Talking Leaves highlight reel. Let's roll it. All right. Coming in at number three, we have Ilya Samsonov. So since the new year and since being recalled after being put on waivers, Sammy has a 6-2-0 record in eight games and looks to be getting back to the form that we saw him last season. Um, yeah, I'm like really proud of what he has done. 
that first game that he came back, like, man, he just looked so good. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know, like he was pouncing on the puck. It was just great to see. Uh, I think that his, I think one thing that I've noticed, uh, it was pointed out on X as well that, uh, Austin really seems to be champion in championing in, I don't know. I can't even say the word really, really encouraging him <laughs> and seems to be always going back and like, you know, fist pumping him and stuff, even like after he scores and everything. So like, I think uh, the teams rallied around him and yeah. I, you know, I think that he might have weathered that storm. And if that's the case, then the, the team and all of the people that they have behind the scenes that have worked with him and the way they've handled him obviously has worked uh, because no, it was he a great seems move. to be doing well right it now. It was a great move that they, I guess, didn't play him with the Marlies, like to actually give yeah. him the game there. Mm-hmm. They just let him be on his own to to figure things out and work things out. And um, And yeah, he's not, I mean, there have been occasions during the few games, I think it was against the... Um, Against the Flyers, he was a little bit uh, swimming a little bit in the net, like yeah. the way he was. But I mean, it wasn't bad. And but our things didn't fall apart, which yeah. is good. He seems to gather it back in again and to get focused again yeah. and just and then just get it done and, and finish the game off well. So, but at least, yeah, like it doesn't continue. He's managed to, to get back to his focus in the game. And uh, yeah, and that's. And he's back to his normal self with the media too, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. But um, yeah, so that's number three. So number two is Bobby McMahon. Um, so we got to give some love to our bottom six players and in particular Bobby McMahon, who's been in and out of the lineup and scored his first career hat trick versus the St. Louis Blues and topped off the week with another two goals versus the Ducks on Saturday night. His teammates are, I love this, his teammates are actually saying that uh, that that's now the standard of what they expect from him to be scoring like that. So uh, that apparently came from Willie, I think the most he's saying, like he's got to stick to stick to scoring those goals. But yeah, no, it's it's been amazing. And apparently his dad, I read, his dad actually watched the hat trick goal like all week, apparently, like all week, he's <laughs> over been and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I love that. And um, I mean, I think you know, a lot of people have been waiting for him to get his shot. I think that he's been a favorite of of his teammates for a long time, and people have been waiting for him to get his chance and show what he can do. So. Let's hope that this continues because Lord knows we need cheap secondary scoring on this team. Yeah. And if he can continue this and be consistent and, you know, be put in those positions to, to be able to put the puck yeah. in the net. Um, well, like consistently you said, like, just keep firing away. He's like, yeah. right. Cause you seem to have a shot. Just keep firing it and hundred percent. And, um, but yeah, he's um, another thing, I guess, Sheldon Keefe said, too. I was just going to find the quote here. I, I thought this was amazing. He didn't even know he was playing that night. The, oh, um, yeah, I remember, I, I remember hearing that. The, um, where is it? I'm, I'm just going to find it here because I was just. Oh, no, this is the one that I thought this was funny, too. It's because they're calling him. <laughs> they're going to have to have a, a Rachel Dory. She mm-hmm. tweeted. um 
Bobby McMahon is going to have to, a food item on the McDonald's Canada menu if he keeps up his play because they're like it's a McMahon McDouble or something like that. Oh. They were saying. <laughs> so I was I thought that was hilarious too. But um, yeah, here's Sheldon Keefe's quote. Sheldon Keefe said he's gone from basically being a healthy scratch earlier in the week to inserting into the lineup at, when the when the guys get sick, and now he gets five goals this week. That's pretty amazing like remarkable basically of of, mm-hmm. of a guy so yeah so kudos to bobby mcmahon who we have as number one can anyone guess <laughs> hmm. Hmm. i wonder who that would be well who else but number 34 austin matthews so the guy is scoring at an unreal pace scoring his sixth hat trick of the season versus the ducks the first player with six hat tricks in a season since Mario Lemieux in 95-96, and he's on pace for 75 goals. And I know we mentioned the person we just mentioned in that last sentence, Mario Lemieux. I mean, that is the guy that he reminds me of, you know? And I was just saying to my family earlier today, the fact that I just find he is still somehow underrated in this league. And he does yeah. not get the respect that he deserves yeah. because I don't remember Mario Lemieux not getting respected all the time. Yeah. No, I know. You know, and- in fact, like the fact that even he doesn't even draw enough penalties. Lemieux, you couldn't even go near him with a stick and you would get a call. And if you, if you, he didn't get the call, the, the rest would get an earful. So maybe that's the problem. He doesn't complain enough because yeah. Lemieux was the, one of the biggest whiners ever to play the game. But uh I uh the one thing that that Austin does better than even Lemieux did is use his size. Like he is he's just so big out there and he yeah. protects the puck so well and I don't know. It's just incredible what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, there's just too many records to go through if you want to go on or to our listeners if you want to go on X or Facebook, any of the social media sites, you can see mm-hmm. all the records on Leafs PR uh and even the NHL has been um posting the different records that he's just blowing past whether it be for the franchise or comparing to like Gretzky or Lemieux. So to be even with to be in the company with those names that's like truly unbelievable. It and is as a 26-year-old to boot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is the other kicker, you know, like he yeah. is still so young. And, yeah. you know, when we talk about Ovi, you know, breaking Gretzky's record, for example. You know, he's basically, you know, going to hobble into that eventually. But Austin may not have to play till he's 37 to, to potentially break that, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. Like that, that is on the radar now. Yeah. Which is but- crazy. Yeah. The other thing, it was just, it was funny because I was on X last night during the Ducks game and, um, and I just said to people out there, I just said, like, do you realize what you're witnessing here? Like, it could be the great, like the greatest leaf of all time. Mm-hmm. And somebody came back saying, yeah, but what about the playoffs? And I'm like, oh my God, people. I'm like, right. I'm like, Yes, there's the playoffs. There's a lot of but- great players out there that that never won a cup, too, right. mind you. Oh yeah, you know. But I guess yes, that has that has to happen for him to be probably considered one of the greatest. Like sad to say, but you need to have have one of those rings, right? But um, but still, it's yeah, but it's pretty sh- incredible. Yeah, it to me, I don't know. You just gotta like 
you just got to look at what he's doing and how can you not like you got to appreciate it more what you're watching mm-hmm. right i i i just for don't sure. understand right for and, sure um, like i i don't know i i i'm not taking him for granted not one iota and i just i feel so blessed uh to be witnessing this and it just reminds me of when we were in vegas and we had those, the really good <laughs> yeah. seats by the glass yeah. and and basically that that's moment. you know that moment when we had Austin Matthews with Austin. Was just coming yeah matthew yeah. Was just coming at us and in, in <laughs> through the glass sort of thing and we, yeah. and we both turned to each other and we we're like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow okay well, so we also have some honorable mentions uh, to a few players who are on the cusp of making our highlight reel this time around, and that's Morgan Riley, and obviously we know why. Uh, Mitch Marner, who has put up nine points in his last five games very quietly, and also William Nylander for getting his 500th career point. So now we're going to move on to our third period segment, and we're going to talk about the upcoming NHL uh, trade deadline options for the Leafs. And we're going to revisit a couple of past deadline deals as well, just to see, you know, really how 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 bad is it right now with our Leafs coming up on the deadline in comparison to some of the other deals that were made in the past. So, all right. So, yeah. So for our third period segment, um, the way the season has really gone right now, um, I'm really not sure if Brad, Brad Tree Living is really going to do anything um, with making moves the way the prices are. Um, and it seems to be a little bit crazy uh, from what I've heard in the rumor bill, but um, rumor mill, I think I said bill there. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's all about this first round pick, right? That they Leafs have. And if we were going to actually trade that first round pick, I would think that one of the rumors that I've heard was with Philly, basically. And it's trading our number one pick and possibly Nick Robertson to Philadelphia for right shot defenseman Sean Walker, uh, who's a top four D-man for them. And for me, it would have to actually include another uh, a forward. And that would be, well, there's Scott Lawton. And there's also um, Alexander Carrier that apparently has been mentioned, I guess. But um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, Sean Walker, I didn't look until we're preparing for this show and I was just looking at some of the notes on him. And I mean, he kills penalties, block shots. He's a right shot D-man who can make plays. <laughs> what else do we need? <laughs> right? I was just like, Perfect second pair guy with for us. So um yeah, the only issue that I have with him, like again, if we're gonna trade that first round pick, is he is a UFA at the end of the year. And we I for me, I would need some sort of guarantee that he would sign again with us. Like rather that right now he's making two point six five million in the final year of his contract. So um and then Cap, uh, sorry, the Scott Lawton, he's the assistant captain right now of Philadelphia. He's been there 11 seasons. So he's been there along. He was drafted by them. So I don't know. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, I think, to get Philly to, because they're looking at basically, they want a first round pick for just him, for Scott Lawton, if they were to trade him. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because there's like, there's Boston and the Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche that have been also linked to these players. And then another player, while I was looking at um, 
this that his name has come up before, I think, with Kyle Dubas, too. Like when Dubas was the manager with us is um, Alexander Wenberg. He's with with Seattle. And again, Mm -hmm. he's like a a centerman that uh, kills penalties um, and is on the power play, too. So those are the players, I think, if we if we want to look at trading that first round pick, I would look at something like that to say it's worth it. Some people say like, I guess in the, in the videos I was watching, like to actually have Nick Robertson included in that deal with Philly would be kind of too much. Like to have Nick Robertson and a first round pick. But um, I don't know. I think I still think Robertson needs a fresh start somewhere. I don't know. He just, yeah, I think, um, I'm not think sure of that, that he's going to get any further here. Yeah. And I really feel like he needs to be someplace where he's going to get consistent top six minutes and more of a chance to develop because I just, I just don't see that he can really fit in here. Um, and he's not going to be able to be given time here to be able to grow into who he needs to be. Like, you know, his brother, kind of similar like late bloomer and you know he ended up to being able to land in Dallas at the right time and and be able to grow his game he kind of needs sort of that same side or sort of shot you know yeah. well, um, I don't know how he would do under Tortorella but in Philly another, I don't know yeah. I mean it might Maybe. be the best thing for him like yeah. by all accounts like the guy is a tough coach yes but he also loves his players yeah he's like a, oh yeah he's definitely about tough love He's not just tough. You know yeah. what I mean? So but, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, and it's interesting that I find interesting too, that we are looking for another, like the bottom six forward mm-hmm. because those players, Scott Lawton and Alexander Wenberg are both centers. So, and that just points to what we were talking about with David Kemp before he, like he's w- supposed to be one of those types of players too, but he's just not getting the job done for us. And so we're yeah, going and I mean, he, I think he was never brought on to be, um, you know, a scorer, a scoring center, really. No. But it, it, he did have his best offensive seasons, though, with the Leafs. So it just shows that in the right situations, a guy like that can chip in. It's just not happening right now. And we do need either him to get the right the stops in the right place so that we can get those ozone starts or you know something has to happen where he yeah. is creating offense from his defense yeah otherwise you know I mean? he's yeah and otherwise if we do make a deal like this for one of these uh fourth line players or third fourth line players then David Kemp is going to see his ice time reduce quite a bit i would think mm-hmm. yeah and okay Okay, right, so, so what's your deal? So basically, I was I was looking at defense as well because obviously, like you didn't mention him, but Tanov is still kind of like the number one target, but he's also going to be that expensive target, and I don't really want it want them to give up that first round pick, and I don't really think that um, Treliving wants to either. So you mentioned Alexander Carrier, and now he's with the Nashville Predators. He's a right shot D. He's um, in that twenty six. I made a mistake then. I thought he yeah. was with. Uh, I thought he was with Philly. The no, he's article. not. He's I, with, anyways, but he's been right. mentioned in a lot of the same articles that um, 
which I'm call it um, Walker has been mentioned in. Okay. He's he makes around his cap hit is a little bit less. He's also a UFA at the end of this season, but he can probably be had for like a like not as high a, a pick as as uh maybe Walker or right. for sure Tanev. So that is the person that kind of caught my eye. Um he's kind of 10th on the board right now for for uh, on the trade bait board. He's got four goals and 15 points in 49 games. He's got the lowest cap hit of the guys that we mentioned, as I said. And um, he's basically probably the best bargain um, for, you know, what we need. And he's also a right shot D as well. So oh, he's a right shot D too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because mm-hmm. that's definitely what we need. So does he, I wonder, does he kill penalties? Can I, uh, does it say? I don't know. I didn't, uh, okay. I didn't find any information right. on that, but um yeah. All right. Cause that's one thing we've, I think, especially for the playoffs, like we need that. But I mean, Nashville's always been a good, they've defensive <laughs> yeah, minded the def- team and, yeah. and the defense, basically the defense that they've had there going, mm-hmm. going back to Shea Weber. Like, it's just like unbelievable how many great defensemen they, they yeah, I'm pretty sure out. that you can learn a few things playing with Roman Yossi on <laughs> as a teammate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I was mentioning to Syl before we came on there that I thought she was going to be going for uh, Philip Forsberg, the forward there, but um, no, with Nashville, but no. No, I don't think that, I don't think, I haven't heard him mention it all in any, no. any trade talks. And honestly, I don't think he, from what I gathered listening to him talk about playing in Nashville when we were at the All-Star game, didn't sound like he wanted to leave there. He seems pretty happy there. Yeah. So, which is why he signed the long-term deal. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't think, think that think... mustache is coming to Toronto anytime <laughs> soon. And I don't think the cap hit, I don't think, will work no. either. So, no. All right. So now we're going to go into the past, basically, and trade deadline deals that the Leafs have uh, made. <laughs> Unfortunately, most of them haven't been great. But um, so the one that I picked after looking through a few articles was a 2007 deadline deal that brought Yannick Perot back to Toronto for a third time from Phoenix. It was the Phoenix Coyotes then, not the Arizona Coyotes, um, for a second round pick. Unfortunately, that second round pick eventually got to Nashville, who we just mentioned uh, selected defenseman and now their captain Roman Yossi so that one obviously did not work out too well but Yannick Perot just talking about him I mean he was it's just so funny because when he came to the Leafs the second time I guess that was the time with um I guess Cujo was in goal and and Sundin obviously was That's the, main. the time that they never should have traded him yes because the he was if ever most of least nation knows like he was the face-off specialist like he Mm -hmm. won every draw all the time in the defensive zone and we just loved him for that like we won like pat quinn was the coach then and he he had him out there for every important draw um and yeah so and then did he go to he went to edmonton after that right and he was I think it was Chicago. I think it was Chicago. Chicago? I I know he went to Chicago Mm -hmm. at one point, but um, after that, he played, he went to several teams after um, being traded. But for some reason, this, when he came back the third time in 2007, Paul Maurice was the coach then Mm -hmm. of the team and he didn't play him. 
we were all I, I actually do remember after I was saying to Syl beforehand, um, I kind of have a blur when it comes to the 2000s and what happened that time, probably because I was not a fan of Matt Sundin. But um, but yeah, anyways, I he, Paul Maurice didn't play him for whatever reason. And he he was only there that that following season. Then he got traded again. So, yeah, so that was um, that was my, I guess memory from from that time i picked uh yannick pearl there were other ones from the 80s but i i just liked the fact that there's still a connection with that roman yossi being that's in the league still yeah that's Mm -hmm. insane and And playing at such a high level still Mm -hmm. yeah great player yeah for sure okay so i went back to 2003 with my deadline deal and it's where uh, gm and head coach pat quinn got Owen Nolan from the San Jose Sharks for Brad Boys and Alan McCauley and a 2003 first round pick. Um, so at that time, Matt Sundin and Alex Mogilny were pretty much carrying the ship for the team. And of course, what did Pat Quinn want to do? He wanted to bolster the secondary scoring by getting sniper Owen Nolan and make a real big push for the playoffs that year. And so uh, the first round pick ended up being sent to Boston, who picked a D man, Mark Stewart, who played 673 NHL games. So, um, yeah, Nolan to TO. He started off pretty quick with 12 points in 14 games right off the bat, but his scoring touch really dropped off in the playoffs and he wasn't much of a factor as, as Quinn really would have hoped. And of course, we had a first round exit that season, uh, versus Philadelphia. Um, and then after that, I think he played like 63 games with us the next season, but he's kind of yeah. in and out of the lineup with injuries and he never really made any mark. Um, and of course, Alan McCauley, he was, became like a, he, he pretty much stayed with San Jose for quite a while after that. And he was a serviceable bottom six guy and Brad boys, um, you know, he ended up coming back to the Leafs eventually. Um, but, um, he ended up being a 40 goal scorer and a really good um second round a uh, second line center for a lot of years and yeah. um cuz he he would after was he went to Brad, buffalo oh he went to buffalo okay yeah. all right didn't he, he was with st louis i think at one point yeah i think right? so too yeah but, but anyway the other part of that equation that first round pick that year was a really good draft and there were guys like named Bergeron yeah. Ryan Kessler, Corey Perry, all available in the first round that year. So that was a primo draft that that draft year. And um, but at least we I mean, Boston, with our pick, they picked Mark Stewart, which I mean, I didn't even know who that was. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, at least it's not as bad as Roman Yossi. um, But yeah, like you said, there was the excitement of having Owen Nolan. I mean, he scored. Well, yeah, and it was right off of that, you know, all-star game where he pointed at the net and he scored and all of that, you know, and there's there's many, you know, young Leaf players now who I I think even at this all-star game, this past all-star game, I think I heard Marner talking about that, you know, and how. Yes, yeah, you're right. You know, like that was something that he remembered as a kid. So it was an it was an exciting thing to have him come to our team for sure. Um, But, you know, just. Just like, you know, last year, for example, we got O'Reilly, 
and Achari and Luke Shen, you know, these are all things that, that bring excitement, but in the end, it just didn't pan out, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, he had 44 goals, I guess, with the Sharks in 99, mm-hmm. 2000, but, and then it dropped off quite a bit. And then by the, he still was in the 20 goal range. Um, but yeah. it was just the fact that he was, he also brought that physicality, right? Mm-hmm. So to the game, but, um, but then injuries hurt him. So. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, though, you know, that the things that we're needing now and when it comes to secondary scoring, mm-hmm. that's exactly the same stuff that they were looking for back then. You know, it's the same story, yeah. you know, more than 20 years or about 20 years you know, ago. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well. Trade deadline is always a great time for fans and um, a lot of talking points like we just talked about, but there are still a lot of games to be played before that. So now we're just going to run through the Leafs upcoming schedule Um, starting tomorrow on Monday. They have an afternoon game versus the Blues um, in St. Louis and then head to Arizona and lovely mullet arena. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got to turn up the brightness on the TV for that game because it's (laughs) Not very good lighting there. Avoid the shadows. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's on Wednesday night. And then it's a back-to-back. Uh, the next night on Thursday, they're going to be playing Vegas. And then they head to Denver on Saturday night to play the Avalanche. And they haven't been playing too well, the Avalanche either, but mm. um, lately. But yeah. So um, sad, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to be looking forward to watching Kale McCarr. Like, he's got to be up there as one of my faves now. Yeah. After yeah. the All-Star game. After so the All-Star I'm going to be have my eyes glued to him and, and Austin yeah. Matthews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Games. Well, I guess Austin's probably going to get the, he. I would think he's going to get the 50 goal mark uh, like sometime this week. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, knock on wood, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> so, or maybe he'll save it for us, right? But that'll be too long for the game. No, of, no, uh, no. Falling. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's going to happen. Yeah, he, he's might, really feeling it right now. It would be great if he could w- do it versus Arizona. That would right. be nice, actually. That would be nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the following week, they come back here, and then they're going to play those same Golden Knights on February 27th, and we'll be there for that. Um, then also Arizona comes to visit Scotiabank Arena on Thursday the 29th. And then to start March, they have a couple big games at home first being against the Rangers on Saturday night and then the Bruins on Monday, March 4th. So it's now we're in like the, the thick of it really for the rest of the season, I think is going to be tough sledding. It's not, not going to be a lot of bottom feeders in um, opposition going yeah. forward. So, yeah. and the golden Knights, I mean, to play them so close, like almost back to back like that, that's going to be a huge test for, for us to see where we're at. For sure, and, because, you know, I know that um, the Oilers have played them a couple times in the last little bit and didn't fare that that well against them. Yeah. So yeah. And they are the, a, a team that rolls four lines. You you not get any, any breaks against them. So, you know, yeah. obviously Stanley Cup champs, right? Yeah, and they're a big team. Always got to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, they're a big team. And then... The other ones, the two games that are highlighted are the Rangers on the Saturday night and then the Bruins. Like those mm-hmm. are the big games. Yeah, it feels and, like forever since we played them. Yeah. The Boston. team that I, I, I mean, not to say that I 
really care about playing them, but the team that we haven't played is are the Habs. It's almost like we haven't played them all. I think year. basically <laughs> you play them at the beginning, and then we usually play them at the end. But I yeah. think we have less games against them this this year overall, anyways, as well. Yeah, I th- I don't know. I I'm just it's amazed. Weird, weird at- scheduling with them yeah. this year. Yeah, that's for sure. But. Anyway, before we go, just a reminder to hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on the Believe Network at Believe.com or on our website, ladiestalkingleafs.com. You can find the link to our show on our website and across all our social media channels. And our handle is at LTL1917. And you can also watch our show on YouTube, our channel, same handle, and you can see a whole bunch of our videos that we post for all the games that we see and view at Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, and we'd also love to hear from you. Uh, leave us a rating or a review and let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify or leave us a comment on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you guys. And um, it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for Leafs content. And if you have any questions or comments on the Leafs, please leave us a comment on our social media posts or DM us. As you as you all saw, probably my special video asking for for some questions. We want we want to get uh, more fan interaction and and hear from you. And we thank you for taking the time. And of course, another way to help us is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find our link to the our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And thank you to our health healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. And we thank you as always for listening and watching Ladies Talking Leafs presented by Bet Online. Till next time, go Leafs, go. go. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.